we will uh, go through the few of the questions that uh, some of one, uh, some of you is are having. And uh, before I start, then uh, just the last, <coughs> the last talk we talk about uh, uh, the roads of success, the basis, the foundations of uh, uh, the spiritual power in the sense of succeeding, and. Uh, it was not so clear, like uh, how to distinguish, especially the uh, the base of success related to the effort. Huh? So we said that uh, the bases of success are four, and uh, and uh, uh, and yes, we have we have four uh, bases of success, and they are also supported by other factors. So the four, just to remind you, are the the chanda, the volition, the, 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 the will to do. And then the second one is uh, the effort, the virya. And the third one is uh, the chitta, the consciousness. And the fourth one is the investigation, vimangsa. So uh, we said uh, we said that, uh, like now we, we will uh, deal with the virya, the question that was actually uh, 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 putting uh, some interrogation into our definition of it. So, the word uh, virya. Uh, yes, again, I, I will start. So, those four factors. I mentioned that those four factors are also accompanied, accompanied by two other factors, and uh, the other complementary factors that are common to those, those four main uh, causes. Those four main accomplishments are uh, the factor of uh, concentration and uh, the factor of uh, striving or effort. So related to the virya, so virya, virya idi, also virya idi pada. Uh, like the pali also is is uh, would be interesting just to to see the difference. Actually, you might have uh, already distinguished, but. Uh, the Pali is Virya Samadhi. So this is the concentration due as a main cause the, the factor of uh, effort, the factor of uh, Virya. So we have the concentration having as the main cause the, 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 the energy, the Virya. So Virya Samadhi, Padana Sankara Samanagatang. So that means samanagatang, that means endowed, possessed of. And padana sankara, this is the, the volition formation of striving. Padana is uh, like uh, just related to the, to the Eightfold Noble Path, is uh, the samapadana, the right effort, you know, the right effort of uh, uh, related to uh, uh, the Eightfold Noble Path. So, the, uh, so. Uh, then in that case, uh, padana is, is, is being classified as four, as the four right effort. But they are different, but uh, actually they are this, the different functions of the same, uh, the same term. So it is the, the term actually is a term of, uh, it refers to energy, to effort, and to uh, uh, yes, energy and effort, but because they play different functions, then they are uh, they, they, it is a, another uh, another aspect of the same uh, uh, the same term. So uh, so padana actually is a striving. So padana sankara is the volition formations which are effort. The Samavayama. And they say, like, if a bhikkhu by making energy, virya, predominant, energy, the highest, the responsibility forerunner, obtains, produce concentration. This concentration is called concentration through the energy. So the four idipada, like the one here that we are talking about, the idipada of uh, virya is the, the predominant factor that, uh, that we are talking about. So it plays the, 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 the role of predominance, 
compared to the, the factor that is accompanying the, the same uh, effort, then it's not, it's not the same function. So that which accompany the, 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 the predominant factor of uh, energy is striving. So both are needed. So like for example, if we have, um, if we have two types of people, huh? you have uh, one uh, commando, you know, like in the army, you have the special task people, you know, and they are there for, so they are very, uh, by, by, by their nature, they are very uh, courageous and va valiant, and also they, they, they are built up like athletes. No? So this is one type of person. So the predominant character of a person like that will be uh, virility and uh, kind of, uh, you know, the, the energy will be uh, characteristic of his, uh, of his being. And then you have another type who will be like, uh, maybe a little bit thinner and uh, with uh, glasses about one inch, uh, you know, thick. <laughs> so that with the intellectual more uh, tendencies. So that guy may be more inclined towards uh, planning and towards analyzing and uh, uh, planning for strategies. So uh, those, those two people are, are different, you know, so, uh, but those two people, they will need also the energy, they will need the, the striving. So if they don't use the potential that they are having, the potential that differentiates them with another one, then they are, uh, it, it will not be uh, appropriate. So that's why the, the, the one who is uh, the athlete and the, 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 the one who is representing energy, if he does not put striving into, into the picture, then it's useless. If, he, if both of them are they spend their day doing nothing, then uh, whatever uh, potentials they have, it's going to be uh, lost. So that's why here the, 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 the effort is the predominant factor and also it has to be accompanied by, uh, by um, uh, striving. So also the, the, there are some, uh, uh, for the words, you know, uh, there are some uh, uh, words that also can be connoted uh, related to, to virya. So the dictionary say like virya in English can be related to virility or heroism. You know, like uh, vira in, in Pali, vira means a hero. Uh, and also vayama, for example, vayant, to be vayant. So here, here also the, the, the virya itself like we say that it is playing different functions. So also in the, in the factors of enlightenment or in the path, you know, the, uh, in the Bodhi, Pakya, like all the, if you put all the, 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 the factors of the Buddhist teachings, then the factor of effort will be there, but it may play different functions in, in different places. So we have, uh, we have the, the virya as the, as the factor of enlightenment, the bojanga. We have the virya as uh, playing the function of a controlling faculty uh, in the area. In the then also the same uh, effort is, uh, can, be, can play the function of strength, of force, like in the five bala. And uh, then also we have the effort in the samavayama of the eightfold path, eightfold noble path and uh, like this. So there can, there can be the same uh, uh, characteristic, but because it is playing different functions, it is uh, having uh, different names. So here the some uh, English uh, uh, parallel can be like uh, toiling, endeavor, aspiring, effort, zeal, perseverance, vigor, stability, unfaltering endeavor, not relinquishing wish, not relinquishing the task, firm hold of the task, energy, controlling faculty of energy, power, strength of energy, etc. So, so really here, uh, the, those four uh, uh, factor, those four bases of success, they are the predominant. Uh, they are the predominant factor. So they are because they are predominant, then they they, they play the function of. Uh, of uh, being the base or the foundation for the success. Um, for the, for the, the, the concentration due to 
Yes, it is Virya Samadhi Padana Sankara Samanagatang Samanagatang Is it is it clear? It's not always accompanied, but to play the, the function, to play, to be a predominant factor, to be a base for success, to be a condition of uh, uh, achieving uh, the goal, then it has to be accompanied by a striving. And a striving uh, that which uh, directs uh, the very a goal or focal object. Yes, it is. Uh, if, if you don't have a goal, how can you, how can you succeed? So, so that's the function. Uh, no, the function of striving is uh, to uh, put the conditions so that the goal will be achieved. So the function of striving is to get rid of the barrier of the obstacle that prevents you to, from achieving your goal. So like, uh, like the striving is the for striving. So you strive to, uh, to, to not allow any unwholesome states of mind to arise. And then if there are, you know, those, those things, the, the huh? four, yeah, the four. Yes, yes, the, the, the four uh, right efforts. Yes. And also like the, the, the difference with the, the citta, uh, uh, citta adipati or the citta uh, as a idipada and uh, the, um, the citta and the chanda idipada, the, 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 the desire. So the chanda, the first one, is the, the, the willingness, the will to do something. So the, 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 this is what is going to predominate in our uh, consciousness, the will to do. So just the, the wanting to do it and, and the, the, the devotion you have towards uh, uh, the actions that you, you, you are really willing to perform. So this is the characteristic of chanda, that is uh, uh, willingness and desire. But the, the difference with chitta, the third one is that the citta, the consciousness, is uh, also having all those factors. So the will to do will be there, but uh, it is incorporating all the mental factors together. So the all beings, the all mind, is uh, is the predominant uh, is the predominant base of success. So it's not characterized by, uh, especially by one of the other three, but the all mind is really into the task. Into the uh, into the objective. Also, just another word about effort. You know, like uh, uh, we sometimes we read uh, like let my bones uh, dry up and or my skin every, everything. You know, you are just willing to uh, not to uh, let go until your goal is achieved. So it's not necessarily by keeping the same position. And the text says, uh, let my bond rise up, etc. Yet there should be no ceasing of energy till I have attained the desired goal that I am uh, aspiring for. So uh, the, the unceasing energy towards your goal, this is what is important. And this is the quality of energy. It doesn't mean that uh, you have to... to not to move and to, to sit, you know, in the in the same uh, posture. It means that the, the mental energy will will keep a continuity that will not uh, make your mind uh, withdraw or make your mind uh, distracted from the from the the, the goal you are uh, having in in, a, in as a, as a as an objective. So the question here is, I have been working hard to lessen conceit and false pride with only little success. What advice can you please give me to practice to lessen these blockage to insight?
So uh, here we talk about blockage of insight, but uh, actually uh, pride or conceit is not a blockage for insight. Like the blockage for insight in Pali is the, the vipassana, upakilesa. So these are different. And uh, the pride itself is uh, the sangyojana, that means the attachment or the, uh, the fetters. Uh, the English words for uh, that uh, Pali word is the fetter. So it's, it, it is a fetter that you need to, uh, to understand and to uh, get rid of, but it's not uh, an obstacle to insight. So someone actually uh, can have a lot of pride and a lot of conceit but it will not, it, it can achieve, or she, she, she can use, the, they can use the, uh, the pride itself uh, to, 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 to achieve something. So if someone is having a lot of conceit, uh, he can use that, that, that conceit to, to motivate uh, himself to achieve something special. Like if you think you are very good and that uh, you can do, if someone, can, if someone, can, if someone else can do, something, then you think, oh, I, I can also do that. So it's a kind of pride. So that pride will motivate you to, uh, to, to, to walk and, and, and to, to work and to achieve something that is, uh, that is, that, that, that is not obvious, that is difficult to achieve. But uh, uh, if we talk about uh, spiritual achievement, then uh, when, you at, when you achieve your, uh, your aim, then that pride will vanish because uh, you have achieved uh, your goal. And uh, the, the practice itself will make you understand your psyche, will make you understand your motivation and also all the, the, the building up that the condition ourselves as, as an ego. So pride is part of that bi- building up of, uh, of uh, that uh, conceited attitude. So when we are practicing inside, then we are dealing directly with, the, with these problems, not only pride, but other types of problems. So uh, we look at them directly uh, so by looking at them and understanding their mechanism, then they, they, they weaken and then they, they, they disappear. And also, uh, even if we are practicing jhana concentration, if we try to, to, to practice, to develop more concentration, so uh, you have, uh, you have re- realized that uh, it's not an easy task and uh, we cannot put aside uh, the under- some understanding of the process of our mind to be able to, to, to get co- good concentration. If the mind is not uh, settled and if the mind has not a kind of uh, harmony, then it's difficult to achieve real uh, good co- concentration. So to have uh, the mind settling down, we, we need also to be uh, able to deal with those major uh, type of, uh, well, uh, those major types of uh, of uh, of uh, difficulties, or it's just a, a characteristic because pride. We always have pride, and pride as a as a defilement will be there until we are arahat. So there are different types of pride. So you can be pride of being the best, huh? but also you can have the pride of being the lowest one, and also you can have the pride of uh, being the equal, the equal of uh, somebody else. So the pride itself is, a, is, a, is, a, is the identification with the, with the process of uh, ego. So the, 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 the breaking up, the, the breaking up of the, the conceiving, the false conceiving of an ego uh, is uh, actually the reason how we can achieve, uh, I mean, how we can uh, get rid of that pride because, uh, because it is by understanding that it will, uh, it will dissolve. So insight alone, mostly insight, mo- mostly insight is going to, to bring us uh, the, 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 the enough understanding to, to realize that actually there is nothing much to be pride, to be, to be proud about. And also some of the samatha exercises also can, can help to, uh, to diminish the pride. So will jhana help or aggravate uh, this problem? Uh, it depends. If you have jhana, then it may, uh, it may keep it an, at bay. Uh, you, you may uh, just put it aside and not look at it. So it will not necessarily aggravate. It can ag- aggravate it, but, uh, uh, but if you use the jhana to, to deepen your understanding of, uh, of yourself, then uh, then uh, this this is not going to be a problem. And if you don't jhana, if you don't have jhana, then uh, 
then just the fact of knowing that you have a tendency to conceit will help you to, uh, to get rid of it because you can laugh at it. Because uh, just by seeing it, uh, you, can, uh, you can weaken it. This is what also is the conclusion here. Maybe knowing the allure, danger, and escape may help uh, weaken it. Yes. For one who has previously practiced in the jhanas, is it possible that taking a weak nimitta prematurely might result in not being able to re-establish the jhanas once the error has been recognized? So, it doesn't mean that we should not uh, hear, uh, like, it doesn't mean that we should not put aside our previous practice and then bring up the full potential of what we had. What we would uh, like is, is not to work on something that is not strong enough to support a very strong uh, uh, meditation in the, in the, in the jhana. So, uh, so it is possible to take a weak nimitta and then prematurely. And then because we are depending on that nimitta especially, the, 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 the jhana may not ri- rise uh, higher than what we had before. But uh, but also it depends what you mean by nimitta. It really depends what you mean by nimitta. And uh, if the description of your meditation is complete, you know, to one who is explaining you the meditation, then sometimes uh, the the your previous experience can be exploited. It can be used to 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 redirect to redirect your uh, your practice. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's not clear, then you may thinking, for example, if you practice anapanasati and you are used to, 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 to do some visual, visualization of some kinds, then uh, if those vi- visualizations previously had brought you some, kind, some concentration, it is good. But uh, now if you are starting to do anapanasati and you, you cling to these uh, previous uh, visualizations, then uh, you, you, you are going to mix the meditation and you will not have a full... Uh, development of the anapana itself. So just trying to, to, to be methodic with one method and then just to, to, to stick to, to, the, to the systematic development and having a strong uh, foundation will definitely help to strengthen the whole, uh, the whole structure of, uh, of your practice. But uh, any practice you have done before, uh, you are uh, you, you are in the possibility to, ri- to raise it up again. So uh, you should not think, oh no, my, pra- my previous practice has been useless. No, your previous practice can, can be used if you know how to direct it properly. Like now we are t- talking about nimitta. So if we don't know the different types of mi- nimitta, then we don't know how to use them. We don't know how to, uh, to, yes, to use them and then to, uh, to, to make the... the, 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 the the best uh, that we can out of them. For example, if we take the meditation on body, huh? if we do, you do the meditation on body, uh, if you look in the commentaries, there are 160 types of different nimittas that you can find out in your body. So that's a lot. So if you are talking about one of those 160 types of nimitta, then they can reach, some of them can uh, bring you to first jhanas and then some of them can bring you to fourth jhana. So by knowing, uh, by knowing what are the nimittas you depend on, then you can, uh, you can direct your, uh, your practice so that uh, it, is, uh, it, it has a proper development. Another question is, could you speak to the significance of dedicating, dedicating meant? Anyway, to dedicating, the significance significance of dedicating meant. In uh, some traditions, uh, it is said to seal the practice, protect it from unwholesome uh, forces. Is this a usual view?
Well, the sig significance of uh, dedicating yourself to, to what you are doing is very, uh, it is fundamental. If you don't know, uh, if you are not, if you don't have enough will, if you don't have enough conviction and understanding to dedicate yourself to a cause, how are, are you going to, to succeed? Doubt is going to, to spring up, to, 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 to sprout out, and uh, all kinds of difficulties are going to come up because uh, it's not sure, so you are not completely uh, dedicated. But before you dedicate yourself, there are different definite rules that, uh, that you should abide in. Like first you have to see, okay, if you are learning from somebody, you have to see how that person is behaving verbally, mentally, uh, verbally, uh, physically, and also uh, in general, the, 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 his, uh, his, his character. Huh? So if you trust that, then you can listen what the person says. And then if you find it uh, interesting, then you remember, and then also you analyze, and uh, you scrutinize, you examine, and uh, you try to understand the meaning of the word that is, that is taught to you. And uh, still, then, if you, if you think that it makes sense, then you, you, you put uh, more uh, uh, dedication to it, and then you, you practice it. And but, but it has to t start from the beginning, uh, the, be the beginning of uh, analyzing uh, what you are uh, making yourself uh, ready to dedicate. So the significance of dedicating is very important. So, but here they say that uh, some tradition it is said to seal the practice, protect it from uh, unwholesome uh, forces. So it's not necessarily a usual view, but uh, uh, it's a fact that uh, if you are dedicated to something that is good, huh, then uh, it's not. Uh, this is the force of your conviction, the force of your the, of your integrity, the force of your commitment that is going to practice to, to is going to to to, uh, to protect you. And uh, a parallel that can be uh, that can be made not directly, but uh, it can be connected to that is uh, 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 just a tuft of cotton, you know, just a light cotton. So if you put the cotton on the on the rock, and, and you, if you blow on the cotton, the cotton is going to uh, uh, to, to to go with the wind. Hmm? But if you take a iron pillar and then you plant it in the, as a post. Uh, in the in the earth, you know, six feet deep and uh, six feet high, then that uh, iron pillar is not going to be shaken by the wind, is not going to be shaken by anything, and it can stand there for, for thousands of years. So, the 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 the, the dedication, you know, the the, simi the 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 parallel of dedication is similar to that. If you are uh, convinced and if you are really committed to something then nothing is going to shake you and it's going to protect you uh, from all kinds of evil forces but the dedication is uh, is not blind dedication and here we have to remind ourselves that uh, the teaching of the Buddha is only about the four noble truths mm? so you have to say okay now what is the what are the four noble truths how far do I understand them how far how, how far do I realize them so the, de the dedication to understand the Four Noble Truths and then the dedication to practice them, this is what is, uh, this is called the Dhamma. So the practice of Dhamma is going to, uh, to support uh, all your life. The mind arises at the heart base. What happens at the, at the heart transplantation? I don't know. <laughs> but also the, 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 the mind arises at the heart base. So the heart base is a physical base. So if there, are, if there is a heart transplantation, we can see, you know, just we, don't need, we don't need to rely on books. If someone is having a heart transplantation, is he, uh, having, is he going to adapt the, the character of the person the, 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 who had the heart before? No. Like even sometimes I think they try to, to transplant the art of, anima, of an animal. Hmm? Maybe, I'm not sure. But uh, if it was the case, then the person would not necessarily have the, the art of, uh, of an animal. Because, uh, uh, because the mind depends on the, on the art base. So the mind is important. And, uh, and then uh, the art also is impermanent. So it's just the matter is just impermanent. And uh, if it keeps the, the whole body alive, then the quality of the mind that was there before, like the character or the temperament of the person, uh, 
is uh, intelligent and in, 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 in everything has uh, much chance to uh, to remain there. So uh, there is no I, me, mine. Why are we the here of uh, our own kamma? So when we say there is no I, me, mine, it is just uh, like this can be a long topic, but uh, it is in the sense that uh, we cannot control. Uh, we cannot control our body, for example. Can we say to our body, oh, don't get old, don't uh, get sick, and don't die? No, we cannot control that. And if we look at the body, it depends on the food we are putting in, and uh, it depends on uh, many other things. So this, actually, uh, the body is not in our control. And uh, the same thing with the mind. And uh, there are different also uh, aspects of uh, the selfless uh, concept or the se selfless uh, theory uh, related to Buddhism. But uh, the absence of I, me and mine is just, uh, uh, it doesn't mean that there is no, uh, uh, that there is no specific uh, distinction that is made and that is uh, not the differences. With, uh, with other beings that it, it just means that uh, uh, it, it just means that there is no uh, permanent uh, uh, entity there like also they compare that uh, with the car or, or something like this you know so they say you know if you take a car uh, where can we say that uh, what is the car is the car the tire is the car the the wheel is the car, the windows is the car, the, the motor or uh, the brake or... No, the car is just a, a multiple uh, combination of all those, uh, all those parts. So in the same way, what is self or what we call self is just a combination of body and also uh, of mind. And body is, is composed of uh, different elements and also the mind also is composed of, uh, of uh, different uh, elements. So in that way, uh, it's not self. So here is the self. Um, uh, why are we the here of our own kamma? Is that uh, like the cars? Now we are in the in the car in the show car show. So uh, there are some different types of car. Uh, you have the Mercedes, Volkswagen, and then all kinds of uh, uh, different uh, types of car. So, so why are they like this? Because they are there because of, uh, of their conditions, because of uh, the, the, mag the, 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 the different material that, uh, that made them to be uh, distinct. So in that way, although they don't have uh, the kamma, it's uh, mostly the, 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 the volition, the mental uh, will that, uh, that put these energies together. Uh, although the, the cars don't have uh, a specific kamma, uh, they will have a differentiation. So the same thing with us, we, we have uh, different bodies, also we have different uh, inclination and uh, different qualities and different, so many things are different. So different culture, different families, and so we are the owner of our uh, own kamma in that sense. But uh, if we look at ourselves, then just within sight, you know, just within sight, then there is no uh, the, the, the concept of I is just a, it is just a, a construction. So to come to the uh, realization of anatta is not something that uh, that can be done superficially. It's when we are in deep inside. Oh, wow. you know, to what do I identify myself? You know. And then the more we look at it, the more uh, the less we find any 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 solid basis on which we can say this is myself. Everything is all is all, uh, just a lot of. Uh, you know, uh, everything is impermanent. So if it is impermanent, and if we cannot control it, how can we see it is ourselves? But there, there are, there are results of, uh, of actions. There are results of, uh, of conditions, of causes. So this is the, 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 the result of uh, karma is the same. Here a question that may uh, ask uh, a long explanation, but I will try to be brief. What are some ways the Buddha suggested to uplift the mind? So, uh, 
there are many things that we can use. And uh, first, we have to come back to our motivation, uh, and then to our aspiration. Also, it is important. So, how to uh, to activate that sense of urgency? How to activate that sense of interest? Because when the mind is down, when the mind needs uh, to be uplifted, because it's because it has lost its motivation. It has lost its it, it has lost its uh, purpose or its ambition or any kind of thing that will. Uh, uh, give some enthusiasm to uh, to go on. So to lift uh, top, to lift up the, the mind and to bring back those uh, motivation. How uh, how can we? Uh, which tool can we use? There are many. There are many. Like if we can practice uh, the, the the four Brahma Viara, uh, then we are aware of other people. So if our motivation is to help or, or to alleviate our suffering and the suffering of other people, this can be. Uh, a good cause to to be uplifted because what we are doing is in that direction. So, uh, so by uh, by realizing where we are and then our place in the, in the universe, then we can find some uh, some kind of motivation just to practice. And then also by remembering ourselves, uh, the the quality that we are having or the commitment that we are having, uh, this also can can uplift the mind. And that's why uh, the Buddha says, especially, you can meditate on your, on your life, like on sila. So if we remember the good things we have done, if we remember the purity that uh, we have committed in ourselves in some uh, life situation, then just, the, the, just that memory can uplift the mind a lot, because most of you have done a, a, a good deal of very good actions. So when you remember these actions, it brings you a lot of joy. In that, in that way, you can you can uplift your mind, and uh, also if you have if you are if you have if you are a generous person, then you may have given things you know that uh, that that have made another person very happy, or that you have helped uh, other people. Then that uh, that remembering of uh, the the act of charity that you have done, then also it is very much uplifting, and then also it can inspire you to to give to give more or to, to, to make your life as much uh, profitable for you and then for other people because you are in the mood of sharing. So to remember the sharing you have done before and then also the sharing that you will be able to do before, then you say, oh no, now what I am doing, is it, uh, is it conducive to develop this quality that will bring more sharing? And then, then if you look at it, you say, well, yes, because uh, you are looking at your mind. And, uh, and the, the sharing quality is, has to start with the intention, so to purify the mind and uh, to uh, purify the, and uh, uh, understand the mind makes it uh, more uh, flexible for, for opening there. Also, you can think about the, the debt, you know, yet sometimes you... you, you you may, I mean, not sometimes for sure, you are going to die sometimes. So what will have been the purpose of your life? So by thinking like this, you get a sense of urgency. Uh, to make yourself uh, happy, then there are many uh, reflections. You know, there are many wise uh, reflections. Yes, to be committed to do something good. This is what uh, mostly is motivating us. So, what is the commitment? Which type of good is motivating enough uh, for us to be uh, to, to 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 uplift uh, ourselves? So we have to find out, and also we have to to rely on some of the uh, uh, the Buddhist teaching, which is uh, just giving ideas. Like also, you can meditate on uh, other people that are inspiring to you. Like sometimes we all in our life uh, we have some model. And, uh, we, we 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 are establishing ideal by uh, people who have lived before us or or who are uh, elder than us. You know. Then we t we look at look at biographies, or we have some teachers, or we have some friends who are very. Uh, uh, dedicated in what they are doing, and so we get inspiration by their life, and then we want to do like them. Mm? And uh, here we look and we see some some of you are very good meditation, and then we think, ah oh, yes, I can also develop my de my meditation so that I can improve myself. And so the inspiration we are getting by by other people is a, is a form also of uh, meditation. There is a question that someone 
ask it's a, it's a little bit uh, relating to doubts and uh, uh, the person was asking oh yes you know I like very much the, the, the Buddha's teaching and uh, I am ready to commit myself and uh, I get a lot of uh, aspiration but sometimes also I take the books and then I read things that are complete nonsense and uh, then this is uh, bringing a kind of confusion in myself and uh, then the person is having some, uh, some difficulty because, because he finds contradiction with the text. So one, uh, one example that the person gave is, uh, is they speak about the, some of the previous Buddhas that lived for, for thousands of years huh, and etc. You know, so just today I talk, ah, yes, of course, there is, a, there is a kind of amplification of numbers and uh, I just took a few quotations, you know, just pick up any uh, Buddhist books and you can find the numbers. So here, one is, uh, there is, uh, in one sutta, is 84,000 uh, 84, people receive the ordination at once. <laughs> so can you imagine 84,000 people receiving uh, the, the, their monkhood together? That's a big, uh, it's a big chunk. And then, uh, and then <laughs> look at this one. And then the, the, there is a capital there, you know, I don't remember the name of the city, but uh, there is a gathering in that capital of 6,800,000 monks. <laughs> that's, that's a big deal. So how do you feed those people? 6,800,000 monks. And uh, another one that a friend pointed out to me is that uh, in the, they say that in Savati, you know, the, the, the city of Savati in India, there are, I mean, in the text, it is, uh, they say that the, the, the town was inhabited by 70 million people. <laughs> so just one country, like, uh, like for example, Burma is, uh, is 50 or, or 70 million. So how can, how can one city uh, be, uh, be that uh, uh, amount? So, uh, I asked myself, okay, now what is the problem there? So I looked, I look in the dictionary, and uh, I look for the history of zero. Huh? So the number zero, where is it coming from? So the idea of zero was first taught uh, about uh, in Babylon, India, in Central America at different times. Hmm? Some places and countries did not know about the zero, which may have made it harder for those people to do mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> so, over hundreds of years, the idea of zero was passed from country to country, from India and Babylon to other places like Greece, Persia and uh, the Arab parts of the world. The Europeans learned about the zero from the Arabs. So we can see that it's a progression in time. And uh, Babylon and uh, this, this ancient, ancient city, you know, like uh, some of the cities of, of India, they relate that to maybe, maybe 2,000 or 3,000 years ago. So it, did, it didn't come at once. It was, uh, they say that uh, it, it started to be spread and uh, it came later to Europe. So we can imagine that at the beginning, uh, those people who had that zero, they say, wow, that's a wonderful thing, you know, we can add zero in our, uh, in our calculation. So then they, they say, no, zero is useless, it's, I mean, zero plus zero is zero, four plus zero is zero, and uh, five less zero is still five, you know, so zero is a kind of uh, uh, empty uh, uh, neutral number, so they thought, oh, yes, okay, uh, eight or eighty or eight hundred, so they started to, to add a zero. And uh, they didn't realize it, and it's nice, you know. So then, the, now we are stuck with those uh, multiple zero, you know, that people added to the. To, to <laughs> so if you don't believe that, you know, if it doesn't make sense, anything that you see in the text, then please put it aside. Huh? And you, there are so many things that are making sense and that are still practical uh, for us. And this we have to remember, and this we can apply, we can adapt also to the. Uh, uh, to the uh, values that uh, science has, uh, as the tools that uh, that we have now with the, with the technology. So uh, anything that that d d does not agree with our uh, rationality, uh, we can put aside. There is no problem with that.
here a few questions. Is, is the point of existence to focus energy and effort to end condition existence? So the, we have to focus the, our energy and effort to end suffering or to end the dukkha. So this is a this is sh this should be uh, our uh, our aim to end existence itself. Maybe uh, an analytic uh, approach. If we don't understand the conditions, and if we on don't understand what is existence, so first we need to understand. Okay, now what is what is this? You know, and then we'll see if it if it's finished or if it doesn't finish or if this is what we want to do, finish it or not finish it. Then uh, it's our choice. If the five aggregates are suffering always uh, in or of themselves, does any kind of life have intrinsic value? Yes, because we, because we have no choice, the life is there. So, uh, life has value as long as we give value to the life. So, if we use the life to develop our uh, wisdom and then to grow more, then uh, it has a lot of value. But if we, uh, if we don't give value and if we, if we, if we say no, life has no, uh, no meaning and no, uh, no value, then uh, it will not have any intrinsic value. But by itself, uh, the intrinsic, intrins intrinsicity of uh, life is, uh, is uh, I think it is relative. If the end of suffering requires the end of the aggregates, where is the appreciation of human life in, in or of itself? So the end of suffering, it does not uh, necessarily require the end of uh, the aggregates. It may come but uh, you will see at that time what is happening when there is no suffering. And uh, the, appreciation of, the appreciation of uh, human life, uh, I think we have to appreciate it. Yes, because uh, the, 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 if we don't put, I think if we don't put uh, our goal into ending life, then we are not uh, ending up with a nihilistic or negative attitude. We are here to understand the life. So uh, in that sense, uh, the appreciation of life will be more. The appreciation of human life will be more because, uh, because we are wide open to, to the fact of existence and also to the truth of, uh, of Dukkha or the truth of... Uh, of fact, the, the truth of uh, the truth of life itself. So, uh, so life comes from the value you give to it. Here a question related to the to the some of the Pali words, but uh, I'm not sure. Is a chitang su samaitang and akilang sabbuti su? What can you translate this? Chitang uh, susamaitang, that means the, the mind that is well concentrated. Samaitang is a samadhi, and then su is a well, truly, and uh, totally, or not totally, but uh, truly, uh, so it is well uh, uh, concentrated. And akilang sababuti su, and I don't know exactly what is the meaning of akilang. If you don't have the, the complete sentence, this is just uh, uh, extract so we don't have the complete sentence here. It's difficult to uh, to translate it with the proper meaning. Uh, here he says or she says, I am also wondering about Pali in general. These doesn't appear to be any subjects, just nouns and verbs, terms, verb tenses. So I don't know if it refers to that quotation or the Pali in general. Here, here the, 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 the sentence or the words are just words, and the, there is no verb at all. Uh, 
Was there originally two different languages, one written and one spoken, or were they the same? So originally, uh, there was mostly the spoken uh, language, and uh, it was an old dialect called the Prakrit, and then it turned into, uh, it, it evolved into a more official and classical language, which is uh, called the Pali. And uh, eventually, the Pali itself came to be used for mostly literature, and the, 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 the Theravada especially used the language to, uh, to incorporate their texts and to, to frame their texts and their way of thinking. So the Pali itself came to be like the Latin in, uh, in Europe. It came to uh, be parallel mostly with uh, something that is related to the, uh, to the scriptures. Although it, there, there, there are a lot of uh, connections with the spoken words, like if we take the, uh, just an example, the, the, the language of Sri Lanka, uh, the people there, they are speaking, but their language, there is so many words that are coming from the Pali. And uh, we can find a lot of parallel with, uh, with the, 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 the cultural influence that the, 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 the Pali language had uh, on their culture. And also, uh, yes, so the, 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 the Pali also came to be written down. Here the question is about writing or the different languages, one written and one spoken. So the Pali came to be uh, written down, you know, only... Uh, at the beginning of the, like in Sri Lanka, some, I think around the, the beginning of the millennium, you know, maybe 200, 200 years before, 200 years after, I think it is after. Okay. Yes. I read something said 25 BC. Okay, 25 BC. It was written down in, was in Sri Lanka? Ah, right. It was in the reign of some king It was around 25 BC. In India or in Sri Lanka? In Sri Lanka. Ah, okay, okay. Uh -huh. yeah. So it came to be written uh, later. So uh, mostly, before even the written texts were not too many, it, it, because uh, the tradition kept alive for uh, centuries just by the words. So uh, you had mostly uh, uh, inheritance or a tradition of, uh, of, uh, of memory. So they were learning the texts and then, then they were putting them to memory and then they would just recite and recite and then they would transmit it and uh, so it was an oral tra transmission so that's why if we read the text we find that there are many repetitions and sometimes you say what is this you know so much of repetitions many of the English translations that we find actually they have cut down the repetition because they thought well uh, we Europeans are going to get bored with so much of uh, you know, nonsense uh, Repetition, but uh, the original Pali is uh, a lot of repetition because when you recite the verses, then uh, the repetition are, are meaningful, oh, and it's also uh, easier to remember. How do you think uh, this affected the development of Buddhism? So, uh, I guess that the precise language makes for a precise terminology, and the precise terminology can help us to understand more uh, something that is being explained. It can help us to uh, uh, elaborate concepts in a more uh, clear uh, way that is going to be transmitted. And also it, it's going to, to form uh, more of a, a specific uh, denotation. So we see that uh, Pali itself uh, eventually came to be a language that was developed you know, so they adopted some of the grammars that were uh, already alive in, uh, in India and then they, they applied the same principle with, uh, with the Pali language and then they, 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 a lot of grammatical uh, improvement has been done to the language. So the fact that the language became more sophisticated uh, enabled the, 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 the thinkers or enabled the, the people who wanted to communicate a deep teaching to use a very precise terminology. So in that sense, how the language itself influenced the Buddhism, it's, or how Buddhism influenced the, the, the language. I think they were together. Because the way, the way we think is, uh, is also the way we express ourselves. So if you study different languages, you will see that uh, well, the, the, the way, you know, even among European language, there, there are a notable difference if you take the German language and the French 
then the concepts are different, so the way the, 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 the structure of the grammar will be different. Uh, the way also that there are some words that are not available in one uh, culture and then available in uh, one another culture. So, for example, the, 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 if you use, uh, I think, uh, a philosophy, then the German are really, really, uh, they, they have a lot of uh, vocabulary, whereas uh, some other uh, language will not be so strong in in this. You know. Or for politics, the, I think the French have been using the, 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 the their language for for in the diplomacy in the diplomacy world world. And uh, the English also is having a lot of characteristics that is not that is not uh, uh, found in the in other uh, uh, culture. So the language themselves they start with the with the mind. So the way the the, the humans the, the way we are thinking we are expressing then we are forming uh, new words and uh, new expression. So. Uh, it is interesting to sometimes to go to the to the to the language itself, the original language, to try to understand uh, a, a principle or some uh, some concepts. So one is the what. Uh, what are the little white dots that uh, seems to uh, bristle then fade away when you focus on them? So it, it is difficult to see because I don't know uh, what are the causes for that. Like if you, if you rub your eyes like this, then you may have a lot of lights. So this, is, this could be a cause. Or if you, uh, the eyes are always functioning. So if you put your, your mind uh, attentive to uh, to your visual uh, eye, then although the eye will be closed, closed then also there will be uh, some uh, colors manifesting themselves. So if the question is related also to something that is happening only in the mind, uh, I don't know. So I don't know what they are. So it's difficult to answer. <laughs> also related to the Pali, I must add, uh, in the chanting in the morning that you are, uh, that some of you are are chanting, the last sentence is idang no punya bagang sabasatanang, and then you say sadu sadu sadu. So you are you are missing the uh, last word, the verb bajimi, like punya bagang, that means the share of merit. So idang no, this. Our share of merit, punya bagang, sabasatanang, all beings, with all beings, uh, then you, the word that needs to be added is ba jimi, we are sharing. We, uh, yes, we are sharing. So, idang no punyang, idang no punya bagang, sabasatanang, but because this is plural, then it's not ba jimi, it's the singular, so uh, plural for. For us, is the bajema idang no punyabagan sabasatanang bajema. So you can try to find, a, you know, a common agreement of how you will include that into your chanting. But just try, you know, it, it will come, it will come by itself. And then you say the sadu sadu sadu. You you add it. It's not the part of the sentence. So, is there, are there any other questions? Yeah. Yes, no, no, like uh, in some, uh, like it can be spoken, it can be spoken, and in some schools or some monasteries, because now the, you know, it was not a language that was maintained by, it, it died out as a, as a living language, but it was maintained by the monks or by those who were involved into the literature. So in the monasteries, they were still uh, speaking Pali. Even in this century, if you were to go to uh, uh, Myanmar, or then you had some monasteries where the monks could uh, speak with each other in Pali, and they could, they could do. And also when there was the, some of the councils, you know, like uh, they reunite, uh, the different countries, Buddhist countries, and then we have 
you have monks from Thailand or from Sri Lanka or from Cambodia and from India, uh, but they could communicate because they are uh, expert in Pali, so they were using the Pali to communicate with uh, you know everything they could uh, they, they could uh, speak. Just mentioned that the concept of zero, hmm. trait, the word traces back yes. to shunyata. Yes, yes, yes. But this is the, I may uh, may develop that uh, later because somebody asked to uh, to explain a little bit about uh, sunyata. But this is true. Like it's also the the principle of zero can be also applied to philosophy, and it's uh, it can be incorporated in many uh, aspects of. Uh, of existence. So if you see, if you read your books, you know, and then they say uh, 80, 84 millions, and then it's wow, that's really emptiness. Because there is a lot of zero. So the more zero you add, then the more empty, empty it becomes. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.